to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. I was singing my jingle there. Uh, sorry about that. This is Kirsten, and you have reached Kaluid My Coffee. No need to leave a message at the beep. Oh, wait, wrong recording. So, wanted to give a shout out to Becky Griswold, who created that nice little jingle you'll never get out of your head. So, you can thank Becky for that. She was on vocals and piano, and the lyrics were by yours truly. Apparently, I can write three words at a time. So, I wanted to welcome you to Kaluid My Coffee, whether you're tuning in first thing in the morning at night or you have nothing better to do. Welcome. So this week we're going to focus on just a few subjects and we're going to have rants and raves, things we aren't talking about but we really should be, followed up with that's what she said. And trust me, you're going to want to know what she said. So without further ado, let's move right into rants and raves. It's probably the right season to be doing this. And what I want to talk to you about is college. No, not the days that I was in college. There was just a few of them, and I remember about half of those few. But anyway, the college I want to talk to you about is both us sending our kids off to college and how we can support them and get them settled into their dorm rooms and so forth. But the other side of it is the things nobody really talks about when it comes to hitting a college campus. And I want to focus on that first. A lot of us fell prey to, I guess, solicitors, if you want to call them that. I call them credit vampires. When we hit college campuses, we're, um, as students, or you for your future student child that will be entering college, they're preyed upon with credit cards with no interest and high limits and, oh, just sign here, you're 18, you don't need mommy and daddy. Guess what? $300 on a credit card can ultimately cost you $3,000 on a credit card. And we're not educating our children because we're not realizing that they're already going to be at that step in their life. Yes, we dropped them off for college. We gave them all their bankies and said, good, you know, call mommy before Thanksgiving. That's not what the kids need. The kids need to know their accountability and responsibility that may prey upon them that they're unaware of. For example, I have a girlfriend whose daughter was recently in college, straight A type of student, type A personality, did the Running Start program, got her two-year AA degree before transferring to a four-year university. Halfway through her third year, she needed a vehicle. Hers wasn't reliable. She was working part-time and it also needed uh, the ability to transport clients. So she needed something pretty reliable. Um, unfortunately, the car that she had continued to give her problems, so she went car shopping. Okay, at this point, she's 19, 20, because remember, she had started, so she's just right outside the age of 18. And guess what? She drove off that lot with a $600 a month shiny little brand new payment car. And guess what happened shortly after that? First, she took off a quarter because she needed to get her finances in order in order to pay her rent and so forth. Her student loans can only cover so much, and they sure as heck don't cover a $600 car loan. One quarter turned into a semester, a semester turned into a year, and post the year, guess what? She's back home living with mom, having not finished her four-year degree. 
this is what we need to be talking to our 18 and over children, whether they're still living in the house, whether they're away at college, even if they're in the military, and they have opportunities presented to them that have huge financial implications. And it's nothing that we've done wrong. It's just a lot of us weren't aware that this is something we needed to talk to them about before they left the nest or, you know, temporarily left the nest because they'll be back. Trust me, they'll be back. But I wanted to just kind of give you that anecdotal story and plant the seed in your head. I know I've seen some of you on social media dropping kids off just this week. I know personally where I live, the kids come back in about a month. We live in a college town. So it's even more apparent to me what happens and how these kids are preyed upon. So just tuck it away, plant the seed, talk to your kids, whether they're off on their own already in college, about to go to college, or even if they're 18 and still in high school, because technically they're legally able to sign for things that they don't understand they're getting themselves into. So just have some open conversations with your kids and make yourself approachable um, when they do hit this so they're not hiding it from you. So with that, I would like to move on to something a little lighter when it comes to the college experience. And since a lot of us are dropping off our kids at college this year or just have the last few years or about to or maybe you're 10 years away and you can't imagine that day trust me it's going to come up fast so if you have a kid moving on to a college campus whether they're a freshman whether they're getting their first apartment here's just a cute little packaging you could set up for your kids in order for them to still kind of feel like they're at home give them an extra big pillow and you know what really comes in handy is those I, I, I say ironically, but just ridiculously ironically huge Ikea bags. You'd think you'd almost have to put the bag together because it's from Ikea, but no, it's just so big you don't realize that it's one unit. But those huge blue Ikea bags with the bright yellow straps, those work brilliantly for moving things from one place to another, but then ultimately they're great for storage and they're used really well for a laundry bag because they're so big, you can take two or three loads of laundry down at a time and then bring it back up folded and clean unless you're a teenager and they're probably just washing them and then they're just throwing them back in the bag. But that's okay. At least, you know, they have a bag for that. Now, I'm not sure if any of you have heard of this thing called a t-shirt quilt. Well, there's companies out there that if you send in a, a X amount, I think it's like 15 to 20 t-shirts that your kids have outgrown or just aren't wearing anymore, and they are symbolic or they're sentimental. Maybe it's their first t-ball t-shirt and it's the first Green Day concert t-shirt they went to, or it's a it's a t-shirt or a shirt that grandpa gave them, but it doesn't fit them, but they wanna have something to remember them by. You can actually find companies that will make t-shirt quilts. And I thought, ooh, how cute would that be to give that as a present to your freshman or your college student or even your child that's moving out for the first time or leaving for the military? And, or if you've, miss the boat on any of those things, Christmas is not very far away. And I'm sure you would have plenty of time to get that order in for a really cute Christmas gift. So t-shirt quilts, you can Google it. And let's see, a hydro flask sports water bottle, definitely something that can withstand the bumps and lumps of them leaving it on the top of the car as they drive off and still able to use it afterwards. Plus, it's always good to be hydrated. You don't always know how long you're going to be on campus or off campus, and it's well worth the investment. Some really good ones that are seal proof and that are mold resistant. You're talking $30, $40. Trust me, it's worth the investment. Let's see here. Oh, an extra large phone charging cable and then those separate battery packs. Now, I will give the disclaimer. They have to remember to plug them in so they charge. 
But if you really want to walk around the excuse, my phone wasn't charged. I didn't see you call mom. You can say BS. I gave you a six foot long charger and I gave you three individual USB packs that you can be charging at any one time. They're still not calling you back. Maybe it's time to cut the strings just a little bit, mom. Okay. And let's see. Oh, this was one that I didn't even think of till recently, but a small safe or a lockbox. You know, as much as we want to be able to trust those that we're living with, whether they're new to us or there's somebody we've stayed with previously, there's just certain things that you should keep locked up just for everybody's peace of mind. You know, the passport, medications particularly, um, there's lots of medications that your child, adult, or under 18 could be on. And it's always a good idea to have certain things locked up. And having a small little lockbox or safe for them at college is actually ideal because um, they could grab it on the go in an emergency and they'd have their IDs, extra cash, pills, um, maybe a USB drive that has their thesis on it, just those kind of things to think about. So again, that if you haven't had a chance to buy something like that yet, again, great gift. A small fan. Now, if you grew up in California like I did, having a fan on your face 24-7 is just normal. But it's always important, no matter where you're sending them, to have a small fan. Just sometimes you need a little bit of air circulation if you've got a stinky roommate or you're just a little on the hot side. And actually, you don't even necessarily have to have a fan that plugs into the wall. There's ones with USB ports that can go directly into computers. And I just found one you can wear around your neck with these two little fun fans point right at your face to keep you from sweating at events, which has come in really handy when I've done some public appearances recently. So lots of options. And with that, you can actually get a reading lamp that is unobtrusive to whomever else they may be sharing the room with that also has USB ports. So again, if you have someone saying, I didn't have a place to charge my phone, look, between the computer, the lamp, and the extra ports, there's plenty of places to plug in. So that's no longer an excuse. And let's see here, especially for the kids who may have some nicer in fabrics or just plain and don't wash their clothes enough, you know, sitting them with a the steamer is actually quite a brilliant idea between there's uh, like a refreshener, um, you know, like the fabric softener comes in a small travel bottle and you could spray that directly on the clothes and then use the uh, steamer and then whew, you smell half decent again. And let's see, a small basic toolkit, particularly basics like you know, two types of screwdrivers, um, pliers, hammer, different types of nails. And while we're on the subject of that, one thing a lot of people don't realize, if you're moving to an off-campus apartment or even in just to a new place yourselves, a lot of people don't realize that the small screws that are holding in the plate for the door to latch into are actually somewhat less than a quarter to a half an inch at times. And it takes a little bit of a heavy butt right up against that door and someone could just break straight in through that. So I always suggest when you move into a new place to try to get three or inch or longer screws that are very heavy duty and replace that in the bracket of the door to help just secure those doors just a little bit more. So with that, um, if you were sucker and you bought your kid their own fridge, which I have refused to do, trust me, teenagers currently living in my home that will probably not be moving out anytime soon seem to keep pushing for having a mini fridge in their own room. 
Mind you, their room is two feet from the kitchen and the actual fridge, so there's no way my kid is getting a mini fridge. But it is really handy for some kids, and depending on the type of living situation they're in, it actually might be the only thing they have to keep fresh food. So if you go ahead and pick up that mini fridge, there are carts you can put the mini fridge on, which has additional storage, different drawers, and just keeps things neat and tidy. So that's always something to consider. Of course, you know, wall decor is always fun. Uh, you can always get, if you can't put pin holes or nail holes directly into the walls, there's lots of products now where you can stick it up, pull it down, and the paint stays, and they're none the wiser that you had anything hanging on your wall. So keep wall decor in mind. Um, and then a wireless headset or a Bluetooth um, waterproof speaker. Those always come in really handy for roommate situations just because that allows you the opportunity to listen to whatever you want to listen to without disrupting your roommates or your neighbors. And then also gives you the opportunity to blare your music anywhere you go if you have the, um, the Bluetooth speaker. And last but not least, it's always good to have added storage. So even though I was joking about the Ikea bag being an insanely huge place to add extra things, it's actually not a bad idea to grab a couple extra um, shoe boxes or hat boxes, as we used to call them, that are decorative um, in order to have a little bit of extra storage for that room since it's usually a little bit on the small side. So if you like any more information about college um, and what you may or may not need, for their dorms. You can go to grownandflowin.com and there's a bunch of articles in there particularly about taking your kid to college but there's also a good old google search will get you there too. Now that we're moving off college let's talk about things we're not talking about but we should be. And I kind of left this topic to cover a, a range of different segments in respects to its title. But this week particularly, and kind of because we were on the topic of college, I wanted to bring forth definitely something that we're not talking about as a society, but we should be. Okay, and this is going to be a subject that maybe somebody can get a very turned off about the subject, have very, very, very strong convictions in their beliefs around the subject. And I just want you to know ahead of time that this is for information and educational purposes only. I am not condoning anything, nor am I siding with any type of right or left side, pro or um, anti. You'll understand. But just giving you the disclaimer up front. What I want to do is pass along the educational component, okay? The things we're not talking about, but we should be, is sexual health for all, including our kids. Now, don't, don't think, oh my God, you're gonna talk to my kid about sex. No, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, is not to be naive, okay? Even if you push birth control aside, let's just pretend, um, you know, we're not talking about actual intercourse for the purpose of having another human, okay? We're talking about protection from STDs or STIs, okay? Religion doesn't protect you from either one of those, but I'm not wanting to focus on the religion or the right wing or the left wing and so forth. What I want to focus on is sexual health for all, and age appropriateness is relative, and you can make that decision and when you're ready to talk to your kids about it. And that is your decision. But I want to at least inform you that you can be any age and catch diseases. Yeah, even if you're not sexually per se active, 
you can catch sexually transmitted diseases category. And it's important that you know that this can infect, affect you or your child the rest of your life. Not just the one time you got mono, not just the one time maybe, you know, chlamydia or gonorrhea was caught and was taken care of early. Some of these diseases can actually haunt you your entire life. They can lead to infertility in both men and women. And why I mentioned earlier about not being naive and pushing birth control aside, this again isn't about birth control. This is about not being naive to the fact that teens, young adults, and adults have sex. And even if it's something that you have preached in respects to you wait till marriage because that's your belief or whatever else you may fall under in your own personal realm, I want you to be aware that by doing so, it actually could cause you more harm than good. So let me give you an example here, okay? And I, I want you to really focus in on preventing pregnancy isn't the only thing you should be worrying about when it comes to sexual health. And with that said, I wanted to share a little anecdotal. I grew up with a few pastor's kids, wonderful families, absolutely extremely giving. I'm not necessarily someone that attends church every Sunday, but I can say that these particular families, just incredible human beings, okay? And the son at the time, we were both about the age of 18, and I was in college with him, and he gave me some quite interesting information at the time that was probably a little TMI on his part, but I think he felt I was open enough to have the discussion with, and he felt safe talking to me. And he actually said, because we cannot have sex before marriage in God's eyes, my girlfriend and I have found a workaround. Now, mind you, my eyes are bugged out at this point, and my mouth was probably hitting the floor, but, you know, more in a comical sense, not in a literal sense. And he said to me that they had convinced themselves that anything other than vaginal penetration was okay because it was an intercourse, and therefore, in the eyes of God, it was okay. So what does this mean? This means an 18 and a 17-year-old at the time that had been dating since they were 13 and 14, had been doing everything except actual vaginal intercourse and feeling that that was okay in God's eyes. That's fine. If that's what they believe and that's how they feel there was a workaround, more power to you. But nobody ever talked to them about sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted infections. So in that given case, they could have passed a multitude of diseases, even if they were each other's onlys, allegedly, because I'll tell you, young adults and teens, hormones really are ramped up and there's a lot of swinging things here and swinging things there between friends. Um, you know, if you were ever a teenager, one week you like one boy and one week you like somebody different and things happen. And it's really easy to not know that you actually have have contracted a sexually transmitted disease. And as hard as the subject is, it's something that we need to be realist about because God forbid we allow our children to be naive enough to believe certain things and that they're getting around the system, but the system isn't set up to protect them from themselves. So uh, one resource that is wonderful for men or women is Planned Parenthood. Now, again, there's a misconception that they only perform abortions, and this is not a religious type of podcast, but 
you need to know that they see men and women. Yes, they see just as many men. And it is something that is not well known, but they do see men, particularly for STD um, prevention and also for new medications that help uh, suppress HIV and AIDS. So know that men can go to Planned Parenthood also. And it isn't about you know, the pro-life or the pro-choice or the religious beliefs when it comes to Planned Parenthood. What it is, it's about creating a culture of self, of safe, self, uh, excuse me, I can't say that today, a culture of safe sex practices. You know, whether you engage when you were a teen or you waited until marriage, if you're straight or you identify LGBTQ+, you need to protect yourself. And not talking to our kids at some point leaves them naive and primed for diseases. So for another example, a friend of mine who was married to her husband for over a decade found out after the fact that he had been cheating on her most of their marriage. And in that, he had um, acquired herpes simplex and given it to her unbeknownst. He, I think, knew but didn't want to tell her. She then contracted it without knowing and didn't know he had cheated on her until she had a flare-up and went to the doctor and said, hey, I don't know what's going on. And the doctor breaks the news to her that she has herpes simplex. And she thinks, but I've been with my, oh, and her whole world came crashing down on her. And she heavily, heavily admits that she was naive because of what her upbringing let. And she had dated one gentleman prior to her marriage. And it was something that she had somewhat saved herself for marriage and was not taught of the dangers of STDs. And unfortunately, the gentleman who broke her trust um, passed on a disease that now she has to tell every person she has any type of physical relationship with that she has this disease. And it's something that has haunted her well after her divorce, well after her children are now grown. And it's something that was rooted in being naive and not educating um, herself and or not having had her parents educate herself. So um, I, what's what I wanted to pass along that it really does happen. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there about sexual health. For example, on kidshealth.org, there's a myth section where it says myth only quote unquote trashy people get STDs. No. Fact, STDs do not discriminate. It also goes on to say that a myth, if your partner has an STD, you'll see it, right? No. Fact, there is often no signs that a person has or carries an STD. Another myth, myth listed on kidshealth.org, you can avoid STDs by having oral or anal sex. Remember, this goes back to the two teenagers in college that I mentioned, and no. The fact is, um, where there's sex, whether it be oral, anal, vaginal, or even just sexual contact, there is STDs. Another myth was once you've had an STD, there's no chance of you ever getting it again, right? No. Fact, you can get the same STD more than just once and a multitude of times, and you're lucky if you don't have long-term ramifications from the STD or the treatment that goes with it. And I think the biggest thing here is also that, not that men don't see themselves as being, uh, well, I don't need to know that because if I throw on a condom, I'll be just fine. No, no, sweetie, that's not how it works. And men are just as susceptible to not only getting and receiving and transmitting sexually transmitted diseases, they are also just as likely to have infertility issues themselves, especially from STDs that go undiagnosed 
or that are caught so far late in the process that uh, it was a little too late. So both men and women are susceptible. All ages are susceptible. All STDs can lead to infertility. And everybody needs to not be naive when it comes to the chances of acquiring a sexually transmitted disease. You can tell your children, your teens, your young adults, or even yourself anything you want to to believe otherwise, and that is your prerogative. But at the end of the day, the blood test, the culture, the swab tests, and the fact you can't have kids proves otherwise that we need to be talking about this every day to everyone. We need to be comfortable enough in our own skin, in our own sexuality, to have an upfront conversation with whomever we're going to be sexually active with, that we know that person is clean, we're clean, and that we have proof because we need to protect ourselves. And we start protecting ourselves by protecting our kids and protecting teaching them to protect themselves. So I know that's kind of a heavy subject and a lot to take in. And I appreciate everybody's views and values. We all come from different walks of life. But at the end of the day, STDs don't care who you are. They will take you down at your knees and they will leave you childless if you're not careful. So keep that in the back of your head. And I'm going to move on to a lot funnier subject on something that happened to me while I was watching a dog. So my friend Donna asked me to watch her puppy recently, a cute little Oscar. So I said, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, how bad could it be? He's pretty innocent and harmless, and he's awfully cute because aren't all puppies cute? So I said, right, right? Wrong. Let me just tell you, it was a nightmare if there ever was one. I mean, look at me. Do you see? Oh, I guess you can't see the bags under my eyes. But just know it looks like I went a few hundred rounds with Muhammad Ali. I'm that exhausted and tired and it's that horrible after watching this dog. And anybody that knows me knows that I am a complete dog freak. I will literally stop my car in the middle of the road to go pet a dog. So with that said, remember what's about what I'm about to tell you. So Donna tells me, you know, it's no big deal. Kirsten, would you mind watching the puppy for me for a few days? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Whatever. And this dog has not stopped barking. His tiny little squeaky voice, his yeah, sounds just like that. Um, he didn't stop barking for an entire night. The all night, all freaking night. It was like a wolf howling in the night, but worse because it was a instead of a so it kept me up. It forced Eric to sleep on the couch, and I think both boys jumped out their windows that night. So I tossed and turned until uh, I finally fell asleep, and I felt like an '80s break dancer just trying to um, you know move and round and get comfortable because this yippy yippy yappy yappy dog. So finally. It's the next morning and it's time to hit the gym. I'm like, yes, I'm actually excited to go to the gym for once in my life because the gym somehow seemed better option than staying at home with the Oscar. And that's his new nickname for me is the because that's what he does all day long. So I was super excited, leave the house, go to the gym of all places. And guess what? I walked into my kitchen and I found myself sliding all the way across the kitchen and flat, boom, back, doom, dead on my ass. I have bruises the size of boulders from dog pee. Dog pee! It's so messed up. The dog is so messed up. Donna is so messed up for suckering me into watching her, 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 oh Jesus, I can't even think of insults for that, that dog. Anyway, I've had it. 
Okay. I love dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs. Keep reminding myself that I love dogs. He tore up my couch when I came home from the gym. My couch. The one that I just recently purchased from our cute little store. It was a great deal, by the way. But anyway, that's a side subject. Destroyed. This little teeny dog destroyed my brand new couch. And where was Oscar the... Somehow Oscar, the expert trapeze artist, positioned himself on top of my cabinets. Did I mention how small this puppy is? He's the size of my foot. And for anybody who knows me, I can wear a size six in kids. So I've got a really small foot. So I don't know how the hell he got up onto the cabinet. Miracles of God, anyway, he couldn't get down. Shocking. And the genius was afraid to jump. Really? Like, I'm looking at him going, seriously? Mind you, there was a load of poop and piss, enough to spread all the top of the cabinet after I had already cleaned up what was on the floor before I went to the gym. Okay. So I think um, at this point, I'm going to have to admit myself at the ER for doggy anxiety. And I'm going to be quiet now before I find myself passed out in the hospital from dog anxiety. Because if I think about this dog one more time, I'm probably going to lose my absolute. Anyway, so with that said, that's the end of the podcast for today. And I've got a lot of cleaning to do. So where to find me in the meantime, you can find me on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. iTunes is working. Yay. And Google should be up this week. On social media, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Facebook, you'll definitely want to join my VIP chat group. It's where all the fun happens. And side note, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm definitely everybody's Kahlua in my coffee. But dump pun intended. Have a great week. No better way to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup.